Hello and welcome to 25 Cents, a video game podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Nick. Each episode, we'll be talking about the games we've tried, other games we keep going back to, and what we think might be great games to check out if you've got kids. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on the web now at our new domain, goodstuff.network. Just had to try and time the, uh, the audio hit there. So I'm dragging out the network name. I think I actually forgot to check in with everybody. I think all the feeds and everything are working now. Are they not? Are you on? What was the, there was one show that was. Uh, uh, I think it was. Um, I think it was. I have no idea what I what I'm doing. Was having some feed troubles, but only in certain podcast players. Right, overcast maybe. So if you're out mm. there listening to this and you're having issues finding, I mean, like, this is the problem with podcasting. <laughs> if you only subscribe to the feed and you're not getting the feed, we have no way of letting you know that you're not getting the feed. Um, so hopefully we can fix the feed if, so that you can find out that you're missing the feed and then it's all um, <laughs> sorted out. I, I guess the ideal is what you you publish a micro episode in the, the previous feed to say, hey, here's our new feed. Well, ideally as podcast professionals, you know, we, you actually redirect the feed before your domain expires. <laughs> none the wiser. I, I mean, <laughs> Kyle and I yeah. tend to operate a little on the, on the, uh, fly by the seat of our pants side of, uh, podcasting. I, I think the, the SSL certificate for my photo blog was, you know, expired for like a month and a half earlier this year or uh, at the, at the new, around the new year, because I just didn't get around to it. Yeah. Anyway, I think, um, are we, are we calling this season two? Yeah, this is season two. I think we're going to say that you take a long enough break. Eventually you have to start a new yeah. season. So yeah. we can blame COVID. We can blame uh, our con- contractual disputes with the producers <laughs> or, or whatever we want to. It's it's really the fact that I didn't get that, um, that executive producer credit that I wanted. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you had to talk to my agent. It was a whole mess. Oh, I know. Such a diva with the, <laughs> the, the, the demands. On I, I'm, I'm taking us to Spotify. Or is it Anchor? Or I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole. I, I should do a podcast podcast sometime. Oh yeah, it's a whole thing. Um, uh, yeah. So what? Welcome to welcome to the new year. We got Kids Corner. I think uh, we were kind of going to talk about some of the the uh, holiday game hall um at least in mm-hmm. in this house probably the highlight we got a couple of different family physical games but probably the highlight was introducing my son to the pokemon trading card game uh so this is uh based on the lunch bunch remote school meetings they have pokemon are a big hit in first grade at our school or in his class at least and so he was pretty excited to hear about it get into it has not played any of the video games yet, but seems to be really enjoying the game. And this is the first time I played this particular game. I played many a CCG in the 90s. Uh, I had Magic the Gathering, uh, which I traded my collection for some, I think, Star Wars CCG cards. I had the Star Trek <laughs> CCG. I had a Sim City CCG uh, that was actually shared with my sister. Like we both bought the cards for it so we could build the city together. Um, it was a, it was a strange time. And I think, you know, Pokemon and magic are pretty much the big ones still these days. And they've both been going for a long time. It's a pretty fun game. Uh, if you, if you like that solid game, we just got some starter decks. Uh, it feels a little bit dependent on the shuffle. Like if you kind of get unlucky on which 
Pokemon and other cards you get early in the game, it can really it can really set you back. But um, he's enjoying playing it uh, and playing it together. He has beaten me once uh, so far and uh, was really excited about that. I think we'll we'll keep playing it. It's it's a good one. How about uh, how about your household? Well, before we jump, I just want to quickly touch on Pokemon because we our household has never. There was a brief period where one of our kids was like, "My friends are talking about Pokemon. What is that?" And we kind of like looked into it a little bit, but the fad obviously went by quick enough or whatever that it wasn't anything we dove into. And I never played it myself. And so, is it? Uh, it sounds like a fun thing to get into, but is it a cost thing? Like, is it going to cost them a bunch of money, or like, like collecting stuff, or yeah, where's the where's the pain points? I guess, and where's the the fun? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I I haven't gotten into it too in depth. Um, uh, I think it was is it Bulbapedia is the wiki of all things Pokemon, and I found that to be a somewhat useful resource because it has like deck lists and stuff. Um, at least the the game store up the hill that we used to frequent in the before times. Um, m- most of the time we were there, um, especially on weekends, a kid would come in and spend allowance money on Pokemon cards. So at least in the neighborhood. Uh, it seems to be a, um, a fairly popular thing. I was looking it up recently. I think the, the TV show has over a thousand episodes. It's, I mean, I remember when, um, I think I kind of missed the Pokemon window, but my younger cousins were really into it. Um, at one point when I was still probably in high school, uh, and it's been going for a long time and, and see no, no signs of, uh, of stopping. It seems, it seems like a fun yeah. thing. You know, I think we would just, um, you know, if, if he's really wanting to get into building his own decks and collecting cards, if that's a thing when school is back to normal, where like he has friends who want to play it, I think we'd have to, you know, think about some, some budget, uh, lessons, uh, <laughs> around that. Um, you know, I don't, I don't remember too much how, I think I was just spending allowance and later babysitting cash, um, on my cards. I would, I would bike over to, uh, what was it? Dreamers books and games, uh, and, and pick up, uh, booster packs and, and stuff and, and look at the, you know, the, the black Lotus they had on display in the, uh, in the glass cabinet. Um, yeah. It's like uh, a, a deep cut for those in, in the Pacific Northwest there. Of the, the oh, this, is, this is actually when I was growing up in Minnesota, but, uh, I, I doubt oh, gotcha. they are still open. Right. Um, in fact, I think the mall they were yeah. in closed, uh, a while back. Anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it can definitely be one of those things that you have to monitor. I think it's, it's, uh, you know, it's like in app purchases, but, but with physical cards. Do they, when you play a game, you lose, you're supposed to lose your cards to the other player. Is that also part of the, this gaming or is it not so much? No, I, I actually, when I was first learning the rules, I was a little worried about that. Cause there's this like prize card pile, but they're cards from your deck. So your decks never miss. Um, I imagine, okay. uh, that, um, you know, you could, you could play some house rules that get into like some real, traumatizing you know <laughs> territory um my my dad who's a, a retired teacher uh, his uh, uh his school had to ban uh pokemon cards at, on campus because there were too many incidents of um you know really upset kids over i don't know if it was just losing yeah. or or like you said actually having to give up their you know foil pikachu or yeah. whatever yeah <laughs> Yeah. Well, in our house, it was uh, a lot of uh, Rocket League, Fortnite, and Clash Royale. We got my oldest, got a, a Kindle Fire HD 8 tablet from uh, Amazon, I guess. And um, yeah, and so that Clash Royale and a bunch of games there uh, lasted for a little while, but then he 
quickly uh, used it at times he wasn't supposed to be using it. So then oh, no. all the games came back off uh, just, you know, for reasons. And uh, so it's sometimes, I mean, we have the gluttony of way too much choice with a Switch and an Xbox and then this tablet and then Apple Arcade. Like it's dizzying the amount of games that theoretically they could play. And then they're still, I've had to remind him a few times where he's like, I should go get that game. I should buy that game. And like, there's literally like, hundreds of games we have not played yet <laughs> that we have and there's something about the lure of like the un the one you don't have or over the the ones that you have access to because we have actually i think this is post last episode is like game pass for xbox is actually something we got for three months for a dollar or whatever so there's a ton of games there many more hours than you could ever play in three months of games on that alone and uh yeah it's all anyways most of it though is rocket league fortnite those two kind of bounced back and forth, the free games, and they each gave each other some Fortnite bucks or Epic bucks or whatever they're called to right. outfit their characters in that a little bit more. I was, we just had a brief spurt of uh, Minecraft Dungeons over the holidays too That with, with the Game Pass on the Xbox. We could try that out and definitely fun. It's a little sort of procedural or whatever, like where it just the generating the monsters, the dungeons um, feels a little bit like mobs just constantly swarming you and then they stop and you move to a new area, trigger a new mob. And it kind of rinse and repeat, but uh, the kids had fun with it, upgrading their characters and stuff with different things and fighting over loot a bit too much sometimes. But yeah, now we're back to Rocket League Fortnite. So cool. I was just wondering, do they mostly play each other within the house? Or are they mostly playing online or is it a mix? Because uh, you know, the sibling rivalry factor. Yeah, they've uh, often they'll be I think they're playing together because like one is on the Switch and one's on the Xbox. They're sitting in the living room together. But actually, they're not. They're completely ones with their friends somewhere else on the Switch, let's say. And then the other guy is on the Xbox playing with his own friends. And uh, sometimes they cross paths, but sometimes more often than not lately, they don't. They've My one, they just released Among Us on the Switch and we picked up, they actually bought together for two bucks each or whatever it is, um, a copy of Among Us for the Switch. And uh, that's been actually my one middle child has been playing a ton of Among Us with his friends. There's a bunch of them that they get on uh, whatever Facebook Messenger, I think, and chat, voice chat with each other and play Switch or uh, whatever platform they're on, I guess, play uh, Among Us a bunch as well, which has been a fun one for them too. And that one's nice because it feels relatively harmless. We've chipped in, like I bought it for Switch. I bought it for Windows uh, Bootcamp here on the, on the laptop and that's it. And there's no like huge upsells. There's no big things that are, you know, trying to get them to do other things. It's all been kind of harmless fun other than the murdering and mystery, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> other than the so, murder. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah. Speaking, speaking of switch, we can get into the, the switch corner. So I think, uh, you know, Minecraft dungeons is probably somewhat similar to the game. I've been playing a bunch, um, the last month or so, which is Hades, um, you know, which got a ton of buzz. What kind of yeah, this is everywhere end of summer, early fall. And I, I didn't pick it up right away. It's, it's a little more expensive. I think it was, $25 on the, on the switch. I'm not sure what it goes for on other platforms. Um, but I, I can really see why I got so much buzz. It's an excellent roguelike. Um, you know, there, there is a little bit of that repetition you mentioned with dungeons where as you're progressing on each run, you'll come to a room that is, you know, almost the same set of enemies and layout as on a previous run, but the order and the variety and all the other art and story elements are enough to kind of balance that out that it doesn't feel super samey um and in particular um you have was it i think uh six weapons to choose from and that completely changes the game style of how you play like mm. how you how you fight different enemies it would be kind of like 
different classes in a in a in another action RPG, and the the art is cool. It's got this whole Greek mythology thing, which while I have not studied in school in many years, uh, you know, is is pretty close to a lot of the legends that I, I'm aware of. Um, and the characters are well voice acted and 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 pretty compelling. Um, and the, the other fun thing has been all of the fan art that I've seen uh, turning up everywhere. Um, you know, pe- people who who can draw, which does not include me, uh, really <laughs> making some some fun uh, mashups of of the different you know characters and their relationships that, as portrayed very briefly in like a text box and a and a line or two of dialogue, uh, reading into it a, a whole bit of the a bit of the story. Um, and yeah, it's a it's a great game. It's been it's been sucking most of my you know evening game time uh, for sure. Um, like there's a sense of accomplishment, I guess, as you go through each level or as you you know upgrade or or get through. For sure, the yeah. There's kind of there's different you know there's different upgrades you can get. Um, you know you can you you get the the boons of all the various Olympian gods and other characters that give you different powers over over the course of one run, and um, you know when you're when you're stuck on like one of the the sort of the big boss fights for a for a couple of times even though you get stuck you know that you're starting to accumulate enough stuff to like kind of unlock some upgrades that'll probably get you past it the next time as well as getting a better handle on the on the strategy or whatever um so yes i have not i've not completed a run yet i think i'm probably playing a little too infrequently casually um I've mostly played just in portable mode with the joy cons attached. And then a couple of times in portable mode with the pro controller, I have not, I've not played it on, uh, on the big TV. We have, we have just the one TV in the house and, uh, uh, it, it is, uh, it is claimed at the same time that I'm, I'm playing games. <laughs> is that the, uh, well, what it was for us for the last month was, it was the Bridgerton TV over mm. here. I don't know what, what, what we, we did, we did, uh, we did watch that one. Uh, probably not, probably not, uh, appropriate for, uh, for kids to no. be around uh, in the slightest, but, uh, we, we enjoyed no. that. Uh, my wife and I, um, as far as, uh, streaming media goes. And, uh, if we want to jump to Apple corner briefly, we, we are starting, <laughs> um, was it season two of, um, uh, uh, Dickinson, which is a similar sort of, you know, period piece with some modern, uh, elements, and, and we we're enjoying right. that. Oh, good. Yeah, that, that's one we have to check out yet. So, yeah. um, I noticed you said you got Nintendo Online for Christmas, or is that my note? I can't remember now. Oh, that that one that that. that one's ours. I have not really used it much. Um, you know, so I it enables what online play, backups of your game state, yeah. and gives you access to the Nintendo and Super Nintendo emulated games, which is most of what I was interested in. So I've dropped in and tried out a few uh, a few classics. Um, you know, my my mental memory of what like Donkey Kong looked like on the Super Nintendo does not match what it actually looks like on a on a uh, big TV uh, these days. The, yeah. the 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 pixels are large, right? Um, so it, it's it's kind of funny seeing some of the stuff some of, some of the stuff. And I think the biggest advantage of the emulation is, especially for the Super Nintendo, the cartridges that contained the Super FX like 3D chip. So Star Fox, uh, a few others, I think were generally harder for the um, questionable legality emulators to deal with. But Nintendo presumably had the yeah. the access to get it to get it right, and and so those games work really uh, still work really well. Um, I think I think something I'll put more time in when once uh, maybe once I tire of Hades. Um, 
Yeah, it's a it's a fun thing to if you've never played any of the Nintendo Online uh, subscription, whatever that's called, their their sort of connection service, um, and played some of the old games that way. It's it's fun. I think the they they probably suit themselves more to the, actually the handheld play of the Switch, mm-hmm. just because then the screen is smaller. You're kind of like not as if you're an old school gamer, anyways. You're not as disoriented by the your massive whatever 4K TV with these old Super Mario Brothers one graphics on. But it is fun to to play through and and jump into. And actually, there's some fun um sort of save mechanics i forget how they work it exactly but like where you can just rewind the game if you mess up and just try start over again and in a certain not, not even the whole level but just like yeah re- literally rewind the game as part of the emulator which is kind yeah. of handy just for running through a game and trying out things that you never got to try out maybe or you heard about you know secret passages or tricks or whatever in mario brothers that you never really got to try out or figure out how to actually do and you can just mess around in there for a while and try it out yeah, and I think in particular that replay feature or, or freeze feature of, of emulation can be a. It, the, the thing to remember with some of these classic games is they were they were hard because there just wasn't that much game. So to get the same amount of entertainment out of it, it had to be a lot harder so that you <laughs> would just keep playing the same handful of levels that are actually there over and over again until you got good enough. Uh, you know, you, you you just couldn't fit that much game on a, on a on a old cartridge. So I think that's part of it, but that can feel very unforgiving to a. Um, especially a younger kid who's used to um, modern uh, plat. Well, even just like platformers, like, you know, we have Yoshi's crafted world for switch and it has a lot of forgiving mechanics around falling and extra lives and everything that, that don't exist in an old uh, Mario game. Yeah. We had to learn the hard way that your character would die yes. and you'd fall through the hole or this thing would eat you and you have to start all over. Yeah. And, <laughs> and at least for place. me, I've mentioned before, we didn't have uh, a console at home. So I was basically always playing just the first handful of levels ever, uh, at a friend's house because, you know, they wouldn't let me touch their save game. Right. Uh, I, I would start a fresh one and, <laughs> and then, you know, promptly die and and never had that time to to really practice and, and get good. So it's fun to revisit some of those that I remember playing uh, here and there as a kid. And you guys, did you get a ring fit? Yeah. So, you know, we had, I think I mentioned we have, we had just dance and, and we, we also picked up ring fit cause kind of feeling like, you know, any way to win stuck at home, uh, during quarantine for the, yeah. uh, still a long time yet, uh, finding ways to build those kind of strength and, uh, cardio activities into, uh, gameplay, uh, is good. Um, I would, I would say my son has probably played it the most, even though we have to calibrate it to the, the lowest setting because he's seven and it's definitely, you know, intended for bigger, stronger, uh, upper body, but, um, he, he seems to really enjoy it. And there's, there's kind of a, an adventure mode and then little mini games and they're all, they're all pretty fun, uh, so far that I've tried and just need to, I'm going to just do it more, kind of try to work it in as, as another form of exercise when we're not just like walking around the neighborhood. Yeah. Do it like a apple fitness plus comparison to ring fit comparison yeah yeah maybe we can do a we can do a, a battle of the fitness gaming uh in a future episode yeah. <laughs> is it uh in the limited time that you've tried is it does it do an adequate job of tracking multiple users or is it kind of like limited to one person yeah so you know the the general switch model right is like when you start a game you pick the user um, and yep. then you're, and, and, in, and sometimes even switching users, you like have to completely exit out the game and you get the whole menu again, right? They've, they've made this one a little smarter. So anytime you complete a particular, I think in adventure mode, you start and you say, I'm this user and I'm playing, but for any of the mini games, when you complete the game and you say, you want to record your score, um, you pick which person, uh, profile you're updating. Um, so you, you oh, just okay. do that every time you finish. 
And that way you're not, if you're trading off, you don't have to like constantly back all the way out and come back in, which is, which is nice. Yeah. 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 There's a bunch of, and I think this is still going on too right now, if you're listening and there's a bunch of games that are on sale too, and um, both like some Apple arcade games that are on the switch now that are on sale, like grindstone, uh, last campfire you'd noted as well. And then just a bunch of games period that are on sale on the switch right now. Uh, I don't know if it's like a, whatever post Christmas blues sale or whatever the, yeah. the occasion, but um, definitely worth checking out. Um, and something handy, if you're not aware, if you have a switch, you can log into your Nintendo account on a browser, like on your computer and buy the games. And then this is what I did for among us for my son the other day is just rather than having to log into my account and remember my password and type it in on the switch or whatever, um, log in online on the browser. And then within seconds, it was downloading on our switch right away uh, from the purchase. So, um, and even the, this, a bit of an aside here, but like the switch, they have Nintendo coins that you earn when you buy stuff. And so we had worked out, like, I think it's $6 for among us, but I had coins somehow from other purchases that saved us a dollar. And so then they were like, sweet, we get to save some money on our switch or our among us purchase or whatever. And I was like, wait, those are my coins that I earned yeah. <laughs> buying stuff. So why do you get anyway? Yeah. But uh, yeah, just something that a little sort of like buy a reward thing as if you can't you can you can't take your uh, Nintendo coins elsewhere, I guess, but um, at least on future purchases, you can get some a little bit of savings each time you buy something. So, yeah, I think uh, the the interesting thing about um, the Apple Arcade games that are available on Switch, and I think kind of a, a reminder that we don't always have the right instincts around how much a video game should actually cost, is the the arcade games are often in the ten to fifteen dollar range on Switch, which is you know if you think of the way where a standalone single purchase game on iOS or Android tends to be, it's like, you know, a couple dollars, maybe $5. Um, but, and then Apple Arcade itself is five bucks a month. So it kind of gives you an idea of that, that value is, is maybe if they're char- able to charge that much on switch, it probably gives you an idea of like, well, Arcade is actually a, a really good deal for accessing some of these, um, these high, high end games, um, on, yeah, a, exactly. on a subscription basis. Yeah, totally. And something like Grindstone, if you don't, if you're not willing to or don't want to pay for Apple Arcade, I think would be a ton of fun to have on the Switch. Like handheld mode, especially, would be a lot of fun mm-hmm. with, with Grindstone um, and and to play that way. So um, over in PC Corner now, we uh, we still I still need to come up with sound effects for each transition here. But anyways, um, the Windows ninety five blunk sound or something. But um, yeah. the Star Wars Squadron. This is going back now. I think I think I don't think this is on sale anymore because it was. Over Christmas no. on an Xbox sale, I was tempted to pick it up, but I didn't ever. Um, but yeah, in VR mode, I think you were you had referenced or seen somewhere Star Wars Squadron is in VR. Yeah, just just seen some demos of it. I mean, I think if if I imagine the Star Wars game, I would want to play now. And and uh, so you know, back, I, I had the X Wing. I think the CD ROM version. I I bought a joystick, you know, for the sole purposes of of playing the X Wing uh, simulator. And you, like if, you if you stick if you if you Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a flight stick. Um, not a not like a super fancy one, but um, yeah, I, I had yeah. Uh, I had that and uh, had played other Star Wars games like Dark Forces and Rebel Assault uh, Two, I think. Um, so that I could imagine the the Squadrons game really scratching that itch, and just seeing the demos is like the seeing it in VR where you're you're like in a pilot, or you're in the cockpit, and you're turning your head and seeing like the Tie Fighters zoom by looks like a really awesome immersive. Star Wars experience. I don't have a platform I could play that on. Um, <laughs> it's not. It's on consoles, but not Switch. Probably won't come to Switch for graphical yeah. quality reasons, right? Um, and and uh, I don't have a don't have a PC, so um, I don't know when when I would try it. I, I don't. I don't. 
I don't know that PC building is really in my future. We'll we'll have to see when yeah you know, when this when this iMac uh, goes kaput. I probably more likely to to look at a an M1 Mac replacement anyway. But yeah, I, yeah. I, a Star Wars uh, a modern a modern Star Wars game is is kind of cool to see and and to see that that it's like a really high end one. Yeah, and uh, also another sale of note. If it, I think it's still going on until the end of January, here is Epic Game Store. They sell games, obviously, as well, and uh, that's where you get Fortnite and now Rocket League. But also, they have a every month they have a free game, and right now on for free is Star Wars Battlefront Two. So if you've got, mm. a, I think it's just Windows as well, but that's sort of a multi uh, immersive. I don't know if it's multi, yeah, multiplayer. Uh, you can play co op or, uh, anyways, it's a fully Star Wars game. It's that's another one that feels a little more like, um, what's the word where like you know, procedural or like AI generated sort of battles that kind of feel repetitive after a little while. Um, but it's still fun to like run mm-hmm. around killing a bunch of stormtroopers as whichever character you want to be and, uh, or fighting with your, against your kids as different yeah. characters and, and, uh, <laughs> running around the, the map and, and familiar places. And so, like so, so many opportunities to say, I am your father. Yeah. Right before <laughs> so, you frag them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you had touched on, you, you had some conventions that you were at or were about to go to. I forget where you are in the timeline here. Yeah. So I think, uh, before we, we, before our our hiatus, um, PAX Online was coming up last fall, and then um, uh, the other weekend here uh, was a small local, primarily board and tabletop gaming convention called OrcaCon. Um, both were online exclusively this year. Um, PAX Online was a huge production, you know, tons of panels and uh, games and exhibitor stuff. We streamed a few things, didn't play any games online. I think the highlight for me was a uh, was an interview with. Um, uh, Sid Meier, uh, the creator of, among other things, the Civilization series, um, he's published a memoir, which I think I'm going to try to pick up at the library. Um, uh, speaking of Apple Arcade, he he mentioned he was playing Overland. Uh, this is now a few months ago, but uh, <laughs> I thought that was that was interesting to hear. Um, he just talked a lot about the the genre and and the sort of where how games have changed over the decades that he's worked in the industry. So that was cool. Um, for OrcaCon, uh, like I said, it's a much smaller convention. We went in person last year. Um, uh, we attended a panel on map making for RPGs, which was which was really interesting. My son was really into uh, to the point where he immediately started making a, a hex map of a world uh, based on something the presenter showed off um, just on nice. on some paper. Um, they had a, a cool thing where so you know Tabletopia, you can play board games online. They had a, a code where you got the gold membership level for three days for the duration of the convention, which means you get access to all the games that are in the library, not just the free tier ones. Um, so we tried a game called Constellations, which was designed by um, a game we have a physical copy of, uh, the same the same group um, called Extronaut. And they're both space-themed, and they have a big like science and astronomy aspect to them. Um, so this particular one, uh, if you, if you remember, if you ever took in science class and you remember the Hertzsprung Russell diagram for stellar temperatures, that is part of the game mechanic. <laughs> you have to, you have to get the the right color stars, uh, in sets to be able to score points. Um, so that was, a, that was fun. Um, my son and I just played each other, but on the computer, um, I will say with tabletopia because the, it's not an implementation of the game for computer it's basically just a a a, a object box right like you're you're moving things around for a lot of these games you spend a ton of time just like 
trying to use your mouse to drag the pieces into the place they would go. Whereas if you were playing a true software implementation and it would just click and go or in person, yeah. it would go a lot faster. So that, that is one downside of the Tabletopia model. But it is it, it is a neat way to to sample some uh, board games. I, I think that's kind of their business model is the the board game, board and card game making companies put their games on there. They know it's not really a substitute for their physical game sales. It's more of a, you know, here's a taste and you'll really want the the real thing when you when you go to your local game store and, and pick it up. Yeah, it's a great way to try out games. Uh, yeah. There's another one. There's Tabletopia, and then there's another one. I think you had mentioned once. Um, oh, um, to get the links. Uh, board Game Arena. Right. Yeah. Um, just to try out, and especially yeah. like whether you're uh, it, maybe this. Some of this sounds a little nerdy or whatever for where you're at in terms of board games and stuff. But even just for something to do during the pandemic, <laughs> playing like popular board games like uh, Carcassonne or Seven Wonders or whatever on the computer with friends over the internet yeah. or or uh, turn-based games, that kind of thing. Yeah, in fact, uh, last year, my niece uh, got a board game, I think last summer. Uh, we have obviously not been able to play it in person. We, we are otherwise local, so normally we play games together as a family when we, when we gather. Um, but it was on Tabletopia, so she you know, taught us. Uh, we joined online, and they, um, they were actually looking at their physical rule book that came with the game, while explaining how we would play uh, online in in Tabletopia, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a, if if it's um, it can be a great way to to connect. And I've been playing some board game arena against some old um, World of Warcraft guildmates that I reconnected with recently on on Discord. And so you know we've we've done a game session where we all got on a call and just played some board games and kind of reminisced about you know uh, raids long long past. Um, so that was fun. <laughs> um battles from the the old days yeah yeah uh so yeah i think and i think just in general that uh, there's also some cool stuff on like tabletopia or, or using tabletop simulator which is um you know uh, usually available via steam where people who are designing games will put them up for free for play testing and you know that you, you'll get like right. some placeholder graphics and and kind of like an idea of whether this would be a fun mechanic and then they get really good feedback from real players that they might not otherwise get as part of the the game design process, which I, I think is pretty neat too. Nice. All right, uh, let's move on to Apple Apple's corner. <laughs> is that is that a falling <laughs> Apple uh, yeah, Newton sound effect? Maybe it should be. Still no, no, no. no we Apple we TV. need we need one That's... of the old like uh, uh, Mac sound effects, like the bong yeah, or something. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. Enough fun with the summer. Yeah. What, so have you played much, much new stuff? Um, not, not a ton. Um, I haven't been staying on top of the, the new Apple Arcade releases as they come out. Uh, like I said, Hades. Um, I tried Marble Knights, <laughs> which was sort of this little action um, puzzler game where you're, it's like medieval, but everyone has wheels instead of legs to roll around on. Didn't like it. Just didn't click with me. Um, the controls were a little weird. Um, we tried Skate City, um, which is you know nothing like the Tony Hawk I think you were mm-hmm. playing la- uh, last time yeah. we we chatted. Um, it's 3D graphics, but you can only move in the plane, um, and just kind of you do at least on on the iPad you do different tricks depending on which quadrants of the screen you're touching or swiping in. Um, you know, so you you might go like down right to do one move and then tap tap in the upper right to do another move. So that was kind of fun. Um, my son liked it. You know, I think just the idea of skateboarding briefly fascinated him for a 
you know, a, a week or so. Um, I tried the preload feature for slash quest. So that's where, you know, arcade will tell you a game is coming out, uh, in a week or two and you can, you can say it preload and it'll just show up on your device, uh, as if you've already purchased it, um, once it's available. Um, that particular game also didn't stick with me. I, I think, uh, some of the other arcade games, um, have been, have been better versions of that style of play. But what was funny is, I preloaded it, I played it, and I still got a notification that it was available on the App Store. So, like, the different <laughs> promo teams don't all uh, um, line up. Um, and the other one we went back to recently is uh, Super Mega Mini Party. Um, and so that's that's one of these ones that that's really about the online play. You can play with random people, and there's, like, kind of a lobby area you go and you do matchups, but you can also do... Um, where you just send a, a friend code. So my son and I, he was on the family iPad, I was on my phone, and it's just a bunch of little mini games like a like a Mario Party or, or something where you know you're you're a penguin jumping over polar bears or or um, you know uh, a lot of the games are kind of retro arcade style. You know, so there's one that's right. kind of like uh, the Lunar Lander uh, classic game. There's one that's kind of like. Uh, um, Donkey Kong, like the original Donkey Kong, where you're trying to get up to the top, uh, stuff like that. So that, that that was that was um, that that one seems like a neat one. We might keep going back to that one. Um, I don't know. Have you have you tried any recently? I think you said you activated Apple Arcade as part of the bundle. Yeah. So I haven't, and like you, um, what I I've been distracted or whatever with uh, quick NHL 21 games or um, what have I, I pulled out the switch and was actually dove into animal crossing just cause um, I think it was my, that was my like while watching Bridgerton, maybe if it's kind of a boring part or, or less interesting things happening <laughs> or, or whatever I still, but the tangent on that one is my wife and I came away from watching the series over a course of like maybe a week or maybe two. I can't remember how quickly we watched it, but not really actually knowing any of the characters names. Like we knew the, the main ones, but like it was always kind of like that one or this one or the, the sister or the brother or mm-hmm. whatever. Anyways. Um, yeah, the brothers all look alike. So yeah, I was actually, it was, it was good how well, how much they actually looked like real brothers, but then it was also like a little more difficult to tell them apart. <laughs> you know, white dudes all look the same, I guess. Um, but, yeah. uh, and then I just noticed last week I saw um, local studio here, Noodle Cake Games is publishing or, or developing, I'm not sure, uh, a new game called Nuts for Apple Arcade, which oh, yeah. if you've ever played Firewatch, looks a little like Firewatch, but with a crazy squirrel <laughs> at the source of it. You still, you have like a walkie talkie where you're talking to someone. And anyways, that comes out tomorrow, Friday um, on Switch and then, or sorry, on yeah Apple Arcade tomorrow and then Switch, Steam and itch.io on uh in early february february 4th so um i that'll be one where like i probably wouldn't buy it normally but um just having it on this on the apple arcade to try it out on, on right. a computer or on on the iphone i guess in this case um this would be a fun way just to try the game out and because um, i never know some of those you never know how long the story is actually going to be to work whether it's worth paying though whatever it'll probably be 20 bucks i would guess on switch maybe maybe a little less but um, whereas yeah, with Apple Arcade, it's like, well, fire it up and just try it and see how it goes. Yeah. I think I, that's the, the thing that keeps being the, the good value for Apple Arcade, not only that it's in a bundle that's, you know, it's almost free on top of other Apple services that I use anyway, um, is mm-hmm. although they keep making Apple TV plus free for longer, but, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. the, <laughs> you know, I mentioned the three or four games there were like, I tried them, I didn't like them, but it was basically no risk. Like it was part of the subscription. I put what, not even 30 minutes into the game, but I didn't have to pay up front, but the developer still got paid. So, you know, they're, 
I mean, I'm sure some of their pay depends on how many people actually download and play the game as part of the whatever arcade contracts exist that we yeah. will probably never know about. Yeah. But it's nice to know that you know someone somewhere money is still changing hands, and they didn't have to do any sketchy in-app purchase obnoxious shenanigans. And I was able to try a game that was new, uh, but just wasn't for me, and it, and it didn't it didn't really cost me anything other than that monthly sub. So I, I like that a lot about the about the value proposition there. Yeah, and then uh, Apple TV app. I think this this is from this is still news as far as the our recordings, but came out a couple months ago on Xbox. So for anybody who has an Xbox, if you haven't discovered this already, and you want to watch some of your Apple TV subscriptions, if you're an Apple TV Plus subscriber or get it for free, like we said. Um, the app is great actually on Xbox works great for me. It's, it's a nice little holdover until whatever <laughs> the perpetual waiting for the new Apple TV box to come out because it doesn't allow you to do things like fitness plus, let's say if you want to use the new Apple's new fitness thing, that's part of the bundle that we have or do airplay like streaming from your phone right. or computer right to the TV. Uh, it's purely just to play Apple TV plus uh, movies and TV shows, but anything you bought over the years with Apple, is there. So we have the Harry Potter collection and actually over the holidays, we decided we're kind of like, should we do it? Should we not? And we ended up just buying the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings collection on Apple TV. Cause it's now in 4k on there. And yeah. uh, so, and we had never, it, the Hobbit series is it's trilogy of course. And uh, we, we couldn't remember if we watched all three or watched two and gave up or watched one and three. And anyways, so we decided to binge that. Yeah. D- despite being a big fan, I know I only watched the first two of those. I saw the first one in the theater and the second one like randomly on cable and I never got around to the third one. But the, yeah, the, the, the original Lord of the Rings trilogy, I was there at midnight on release day for all three of those because that was that was something yeah. that I, I was a, a big fan of. I think I saw there's a there's an improved like 4K extended edition coming out on Blu-ray this year. So I think I'm going to wait for that because um, it'll have all the fun uh, behind the scenes extras. Um, I'm also excited about the the Prime uh, video uh, series that's going to be Lord of the Rings, but from a different era. I think they just had some big announcements about that last week. Um, so whenever that comes out, um, I will I will definitely be lapping that up. <laughs> Uh, we, we, we're, we're way oh, off from uh, game content at this point. But, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Lord of the Rings corner. <laughs> it's Apple TV related. Yeah. We're, I, we're I have Apple. played the Lego yeah. Lord of the Rings game. That's pretty fun. As I mean, it's the same as all those other Lego games. You get all the little characters and you run around collect getting collectibles. It, it, it's fun. Yeah. Maybe we'll end on this. Is the, the, the discussion my wife and I were having while we were watching The Hobbit as like appropriateness to show our kids. Because I've tried getting some of our kids to read Lord of the Rings and they, it's just too much right now. And like they, they like stories. They love, they read a ton, but they're just at various points we've tried. And so I'm actually going to probably, I'm going to try reading the Hobbit to them as a, a thing we'll try over the next little while. And then that's easy enough to like either skip over or explain what's going on, obviously. But we were watching it. Like there's still, our oldest is too easily triggered by really, you know, in terms of nightmares post, mm-hmm. he's not mm-hmm. scared in the moment. But that, that was me as a kid for whatever, sure. Yeah. And so, and then our youngest is eight. And so then like seeing the dragon flying over the, the city or whatever, um, isn't like an awesome thing to stick with her. But, um, but I remember watching Lord of the Rings and thinking like, oh, it's not that bad. But then, yeah, like the orcs and the goblins and like, they're just gruesome monster stuff. And so it, it was kind of disappointing. I was like, oh, I guess we got to wait a little longer. <laughs> yeah. And I, I would I'm, imagine the same for you, like with, uh, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, my son, my son is seven. Yeah, those are solidly PG thirteen. There's a lot of you know sword fighting and yeah. and war and intense monsters and and everything. Um, we have uh, slowly been reading the Hobbit. Uh, I've been reading the Hobbit out loud to him. Um, it kind of hasn't stuck. Like every once in a while, he's interested, and we maybe do like a chapter or two. It's it's dense uh, reading to read aloud, yeah. right? Um, and that that was something that always attracted me to the the series as a kid was the the language and stuff. He likes that there are songs, which I attempt to make up tunes for. Um, <laughs> and 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 the other thing too, and and I mean, he even noticed this is is like it's it's a bunch of dudes on an adventure uh, from like a very not diverse perspective, and I think his. The other stuff that he has access to, like the sort of chapter books he's starting to read from the school library, are just um, a lot better in that area. And so kind of in the back of right. my mind, I'm like, well, I loved this growing up, but it was already kind of dated, you know, old dead white guy literature. But at the same time, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's what got me into like linguistics in, in college was because of of reading um, uh, Tolkien's uh, fiction. So I don't know. I'm, I'm still conflicted on that one. I, I think... It's one that I'll, you know, it's available in the house. Uh, probably won't, you know, push it as early or embrace it as much as like, you know, Star Wars uh, has been. But um, yeah, you know, some something he's well, aware like, of. He knows I like it, but I don't. It'll be a while. It'll be a few years for sure. It's become for us. It's become almost a point of like being stubborn about like, I'll, if there's ever no books in the house that they they've taken from the library, nothing to read. They have nothing to read. They want to go to the library. Then I said, "Well, there's Lord of the Rings right there. Just go grab me." Like, <laughs> so now it's like a point of stubborn point that they're not going right, to right. and enjoy. <laughs> but yeah, and I mean, there's like there's tall white guys and short white guys and white guys with ears. So it's pretty pretty different. <laughs> yeah no, i'm joking yeah I, uh there's uh there's a guy who i sort of knew in college from the gaming club who wrote this long really good essay on uh like the role of racism and orcs in tolkien work i'll, I'll try to find the link and put it in the mm-hmm. show notes i would definitely recommend it, it yeah. it's it's eye-opening because it's it's not great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, um, and how it's influenced other um, fantasy games in particular. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll see if I can find that. Yeah. So if you've, uh, if you've got feedback on things you've shown your kids and wish you hadn't <laughs> or, <laughs> or, <laughs> or things you, you would suggest for other folks to show both video games, movies, uh, TV series, even too. Uh, the, the uh, what's it called? WandaVision actually we watched with the family too. And, and that oh, was yeah. like a funny is kind of poking fun a bit at some of the old school TV show in the midst. Like there's a lot of meta humor that the kids are just like, after we watched the first episode, I was like, are you wanting to watch more? Cause there's nothing that happened. They just kind of walk around their house and there's a, br- a few brief kind of cute moments of like, you know, magic type things or whatever, superhero stuff. But otherwise it's just like a 60s style TV show that at, at the same pacing of a 60s style TV show. And they're all like, yeah, let's watch the next one right away. Let's watch it. So anyways, I digress. 25C Arcade on Twitter is where you can reach us. Uh, Goodstuff.network is where the podcast can be found as past episodes as well and other shows. If you're into other podcasts and wanting to find some out, my my 13-year-old loves Midnight Snack. Kyle and Kenny talk about food and other goofy things that they find around the internet. And uh, I would have never guessed to show it to him or le- let him listen to it. Even Nothing, not if there's anything horrific or uh, violent <laughs> about the show, but... Uh, 
just thought I didn't think you'd get into it. And he's like loving it. He's he's always telling me when a new episode drops before I even find out. What, know, watch out! They're going to start so. putting some podcast MA content in there just to just to mess with you. <laughs> I have to. Or Kyle said something about some diarrhea commentary in one episode, and and he had never mentioned anything about that. So I think it might have been in the Patreon version only. So, um, <laughs> but <laughs> well, yeah, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/goodstuff for uh, for all of the all of that content, right? Bonus material. Exactly. Bonus material. <laughs> yeah. Adult. <laughs> All right. But anyways, thank you for listening to 25 Cents, this video game podcast. You can find me on Twitter. I'm iChris. And you can find me on Twitter and most everywhere else as Ultra Nerd. That's N U R D. And like we said, you can find 25 Cents wherever you listen to podcasts, goodstuff.f.network, sorry, slash 25C, patreon.com slash goodstuff. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. <laughs>